Broadcasting from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, it's time for IT Help Atlanta. Brought to you by Team Logic IT, your technology advisor. Now, here's your host, Rick Higgins. Welcome and good morning, everyone, to the IT Help Atlanta radio show. The show that profiles small to mid-market businesses and highlights how those companies use technology to succeed. IT Help Atlanta is brought to you by TeamLogic IT, your managed services advisor, specializing in cybersecurity and cloud solutions. TeamLogic IT leverages cutting-edge technology to solve all types of business problems. We make technology work for business. Go to IT Help Atlanta for audio archives of this radio show and to learn more about our sponsor, TeamLogic IT. I'm your host, Rick Higgins, and today's special guests are Allison Jones, president and owner of Lavino Jones Medical Interiors, Paul Masters, CEO and owner of Anago Cleaning Systems of Atlanta, and Lee Jamison of Jamison Advising, a local CPA firm. Welcome, everybody. Thanks for having me. Yeah, really glad everybody's here. Yeah, thanks. So we're going to jump right in with the interview process and, and uh, want to start with Allison. Allison, good morning. Good morning, Rick. How are you? Doing great. Thank you so much for, for being on the show. We really appreciate it. My pleasure. Uh, tell us who you are and what do you do? Well, as you mentioned, I'm the owner of Lavino Jones Medical Interiors. Uh, we design spaces for hospitals, clinics, uh, pharmacies, doctor's offices, medical spas, veterinary medicine, and any other kind of healthcare environment. Um, our firm's been in practice for about 32 years this year. Wow. We've designed about 11 million square feet of medical space. Wow. Um, we're involved in kind of uh, both new and renovation projects across the country. And we do everything from, you know, full space planning and construction document services to related things like furnishings, artwork, signage. How can, how can you say you've been in business for 32 years when you're only 29 years old? It's just, it's a time warp. Isn't it wonderful? Yeah. <laughs> and magic. Yeah, magic. That, you know, I didn't know that, that, that you guys had been doing it that long and that you had done 11 million square feet of, of space. That's, that's very impressive. Yeah. And it, you're not just doing design and, and implementation, but you're doing space planning as well, right? We are doing space planning and full construction documents. So that's the stuff that goes to the permit office, gets approved and gets built from. Right. So those rolls of blueprints that you see people building from are what we do. Do you have a, it doesn't have to be anything recent, but do you have a success story that you're particularly proud of that you'd like to share? Yeah, this is a bit non-business related, um, but we, we've had the opportunity to um, you know, be involved in some really fun pro bono work. And they're all related to medical project or projects with that, that don't have funding. And so recently, we've, I'll, I'll tell you a few things we've worked on, you'll get the flavor of it. We've done some space planning for an autism center. We've uh, designed and sourced an accessible dream room for a group called SWORD. And this dream bedroom was a uh, and bathroom was for a young lady uh, through a group called Sunshine on a Rainy Day. Um, 
We've designed the DeKalb Center for Family Protection, which is a building that serves as a safe place for victims of sexual assault, uh, domestic violence, child and elder abuse, and human trafficking. And that was an incredible um, project. And we've also recently designed a beautiful video for awareness and fundraising for a group called the Center for Black Women's Wellness. So, you know, those were uh, success stories in a, you know, very emotional uh, way. Yeah. And I, I knew you did pro bono work. I just didn't know you did that much. Good for you. We're going to try to keep our business alive and still do it. Yes. I know. Well, I know it's the very business model, right? I know it's fulfilling to you and, and um, more, more ways than just, uh, you know, income and, and profitability. Absolutely. So, and, and, and I know that, um, or I assume you tell me, but that's probably a really good morale builder for your staff as well. We all love it. It is, it is a huge team builder. You've talked about the, the different types of space that you do, you know, with just not only hospitals, but doctors and whatnot. Is there anything outside of the, the medical community that you do? Are there any clients that still come to you and say, you know, I want you to do this. I know this is not medical space, but I I still want you to do this. You know, we do have that occasional request. I've got a living room or could you help me with my kitchen? And to be honest, we do say, let us refer you to someone who does kitchens all day long. We are not going to be the most versed or up to date in that um, simply because we focus every day on something that's quite different. But we could build you a surgical center in your living room. It just it's, <laughs> right. you know, what do you want? Pick your pick your right. options. You can have you can have, you can have it as long as it's stainless steel, right? Exactly, exactly. So here we are. It's it's July twenty second, and we're in I guess say the fifth, depending on how you do your math, the fifth month of the COVID COVID worldwide pandemic. Um, can we talk a little bit about uh, how that's affected your company, how you were forced to pivot, if at all, and maybe even uh, try to be a little bit of a, a Svengali and predict what you see for Q3 coming up for 2020? Yeah, that's really tough to, to predict ahead. Um, what we have seen is quite interesting. We have been called in um, to several existing clients who are trying to retrofit their offices just to uh, for safe practices. So if any of you have been to a um, doctor's office recently, you'll notice you may have had to wait in the parking lot for um, to be called in or that when you got there, your temperature was taken or you had to sit in the waiting room six feet away. You know, maybe the tear- chairs are taped off or perhaps they're turned backwards one-way traffic is becoming a very big um, a factor in medical visits, whether it's to a hospital or to a medical clinic. So we have actually um, been doing quite a bit of work assisting others with those practical features of their existing office or new offices. And many are planning new offices, taking into account that um, things may look this way for a while. Well, um, 
you know, as much as a dumpster fire as 2020 has been for the whole world in the business community, your business, which focuses on on medical, is I'm not going to say recession proof because I don't want to jinx you or anything like that. But you, you guys are definitely in positioned and in the right place at the right time for this type of uh, weird business mm-hmm. scenario. I guess there's no question on that. So I just make yeah, it. Yeah, it's interesting. We have not been involved in any of the pop up hospitals. Um, those seem to be a bit more um, government driven, but it, it yeah. that was also very interesting to watch. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so, business owner for 32 years, good for you. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, entrepreneurs out there who would uh, would be happy to take 32 months or even 32 weeks, but 32 years, that's impressive. Uh, thinking back on the years in terms of either professional or personal fulfillment, what uh, what has been a surprise for you? What what did you what has been something that you've realized that you didn't really think about going in if you can think back that long? I think two things, um, two surprises. One is how technology would jump so far ahead and enable us to do better work remotely, to do better work on CAD drawings, to do um, virtual meetings. I mean, this is the way we work today, and it's the way we worked a couple of years ago. And so technology has been a huge surprise because we actually just, I mean, we couldn't see it coming. We didn't know what it was going to look like. I remember um, John smiling, but I remember our first fax machine and um, we plugged it in and someone sent us a fax and we all stood around and watched something print out and we were in awe, (laughs) you know? So it just shows you how far things have come and uh, how technology has just really aided our business and allowed us to do much better work in a quicker fashion and have better records. Yeah. Um, and to go, uh, go paperless at least as much as anybody can. Absolutely. I've, I've been struggling with myself. I mean, I still want to have, I'm sitting here with a, with paper and pen. I still want to become paperless, but it, that's, a, that's a challenge, right? It is for us as well. So in ongoing um, growth and uh, professional learning, how do you how do you stay on top of those things? Do you have uh, does the architecture industry have required continuing ed of any sort? Correct. Um, so we are required a certain a particular number of CEUs um, every year, and that is for each of the organizations that we belong to. So if we belong to the State Board of Architects Interior Design component. We have a certain number of CEUs that are required to keep for us to keep our NCIDQ, which is our certification. We practice evidence-based design, so that has a certain number of CEUs that are required. Um, if you're lead accredited, you have different CEUs and so forth. So um, we certainly spend a lot of time um, learning. Um, yeah, that's, you, you just, you, you can't overinvest in that area. Right. And it's not, I know it's not just you, but it's your entire staff. That's right. Yep. Um, 
So uh, interesting question here that I always like to ask a little bit introspective, Um, but what's an aspect of your business that people don't tend to think about that, but that you wish people would ask you about? Yeah, I love this question. Um, It's how long do things take? So the question is, if at the onset people said, how long does it take to get through the process of designing a medical clinic, getting it permitted, getting it bid, um, getting the documents complete, getting it built, our answer would surprise them. Things take much longer um, than you would think. And so um, the process of really good design takes a while and it's never accounted for. So if people were to ask us, oh, I'm thinking of building a clinic, the next question might be, how long will this take? Right. Because it's such a surprising answer when you when you sit down and look at it on paper. Right. Well, Allison, uh, I know you're super duper busy and I want to uh, wrap up with you. But before I do, do you have any questions for me? I would like to ask you, Rick, what yeah. do you what do you love about your business supporting interior designers? I think the well, thanks that the um, and full disclosure to the audience out there. Allison is a is a client of of ours at Team Logic IT, and I guess we're coming up on over three years now, right? Yeah, you guys so, are awesome. Thank you. Um, I think the answer is uh, is is more general than specific, and that is what I like best about what I do is interacting with companies like yours to learn all the different ways that small business people make money and, and how you, uh, how you find your clients and um, how your, what your business problems are and what we can do to help you with those technology solutions to, to solve those business problems. But thank you for that. Thank you for that. And you, and you actually do ask us that quite frequently. So we appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Good. So, um, and thank you. So tell the audience how to get in touch with you. How do we find you? Yeah, our website is lavinojones.com. And um, our phone number is 404-459-9411. Thanks, Allison. Enjoyed it. Thank you. So much for your appearance this morning on the show. So next, we'd, we'd like to talk to Paul Master, CEO and founder and owner of Anago Cleaning Systems. Good morning, Paul. Hey, Rick. Good morning. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you today? Good, good. Um, I feel like we've uh, we've been spending a lot of time together uh, recently, and I'm sure by yeah. now you're completely sick of me. I got my hair cut like yours today because of this appearance. <laughs> Already, already. Yes. Well, I'm sorry to tell you, we're only going to be broadcasting uh, audio and no video. So, like I like to say, I I steal another one of my friends' uh, uh, comments, and that is that I have the face for for radio. Ah. So good one. Um. So tell us who you are and what do you do, Paul? Sure. So, um, Paul Masters, I am the owner and CEO of Anago Cleaning Systems. We are a professional uh, commercial cleaning service provider here in Atlanta. We, on any given night, have about 
200 facilities that we're responsible for cleaning and it's uh, 100% commercial ranges from general office. Uh, we have a lot of medical uh, clients, uh, financial institutions, religious institutions, and uh, educational facilities are kind of our four main buckets. So uh, let's, let's dive a little bit deeper into, into that. You call yourself a cleaning company. Um, you know, what, what's a differentiator between a, a cleaning company and a, and a maid service, for example? Uh, well, so we, uh, we refer to ourselves as a professional cl- uh, cleaning service provider. And to us, that means uh, about four things. It means um, the, the training that we invest in our franchise owners. It means the tools, um, the processes, and the, the chemicals that they use. And that's, I think, a distinctive that you see from just a general maid service that's empty in trash cans and and yeah. cleaning toilets. There's a lot more to it than that. Yeah. And, uh, I imagine, um, with where we are in the, the throes of the COVID pandemic that, mm-hmm. um, that you're working, you know, 30 hours a day trying to, to combat and, and learn and educate and then downstream educate your, your franchisees as well. Am I correct? That's such a big part of what we've been doing the last you know, call it four months, which is, um, you know, our clients are looking to us for best practices on infection control. And that's quite different than what they look to us for, you know, five or six months ago. So our role has changed, you know, our visibility and significance to our clients have changed. Um, And that is a good thing, but it's also put a ton more pressure on us, you know, and just in terms of, making sure that we have the latest information, latest and best practices. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's humbling, but we're also glad to, to play a much bigger role in the lives of our clients and their facilities than we did before. Have you had any clients with uh, employees who've tested positive for COVID? Yes, we have. Um, and so a lot of what we've been doing the last several months is responding to uh, call it an emergency type of situation where an employee or a guest tested positive. The facility has been closed. It cannot be reopened until, uh, you know, the, the folks there certified that the facility has been disinfected. And so, you know, we're almost like firemen in a, in a little bit of a sense in that we've got to be ready to show up, you know, within a couple of hours notice really to help, uh, you know, give our clients comfort to know that the building is disinfected and they can reopen and can start generating revenue again. So it's, it's a very serious matter. Paul, uh, uh, I've known you for a long time and uh, it's no surprise to me, although it'll be an interesting surprise to the audience to know that, even with what we've going on with the dumpster fire that has been 2020 and Q2 in particular, that you have still grown your business. How did you do that? Um, it, it dumb luck. I mean, honestly, it just, uh, who knew that, you know, probably one of the lowest commodity uh, type of services of, of janitorial would become one of the most important services that uh, a company could need here in these uh, four months of 
ensuring for their employees and their guests that the facility is clean and disinfected and safe to be in every day. So uh, I wish, you know, like, um, uh, like you were talking about a minute ago, I wish that we could have predicted that, but it's just, it's just one of those things. And yet at right time. Yet at the same time, I'm I'm guessing that you've got a significant amount of pent up um, pipeline uh, for stuff that's been put on hold from offices being shut down. Is that correct? Uh, yes, um, that is kind of the interesting flip side to this is, you know, some clients close their businesses March 13th, 14th, haven't reopened and really have no plans to reopen, you know, uh, at least for the foreseeable future. So it's, it's been an interesting mix of um, lo- lots of calls for services. And at the same time, you know, a significant number of our clients needing to close their facility for weeks and months. Do you have a particular success story that you're, that you're proud of? And this doesn't have to be anything that's happened recently or even as part of the pandemic um, scenario. Um. Yeah, I uh, I would say probably one of our uh, the most recent client that I'm proudest of is we were able to take over the the nightly cleaning of 150,000 square feet of medical office buildings and uh, we were able to demonstrate our value to the to the property management uh, firm there. But I'm also really proud of the property management firm because they took what is traditionally kind of a low budget cost center item to them and um, really wanted to create value for for their tenants, you know, which are um, physicians in their buildings and wanted to make it a place where they, you know, pay, placed a premium on the the cleanliness and health of those environments as opposed to just cutting corners and trying to squeeze another you know dollar or two out of the out of the profit of that building is you know we've talked uh, about some of the specifics of of the types of clients and uh, it's no surprise to me that you're doing a lot of medical interior stuff are you uh, is there any limitations to who you're able to work for or willing and, and want to work for? Do you, or is just the, any, anybody that uh, has physical space that needs to be clean? Yeah, there are a, a few types of facilities where we feel like those aren't really our sweet spots. Um, it's pretty limited, but uh, I two that come to mind are restaurants. We don't uh, tend to do well in, in restaurants just because, it's seven days a week. It's two o'clock in the morning. There's just, there's a, a lot of kind of subtleties to it that we just aren't uh, really equipped for. And then, you know, the 50 or 75 story office building in downtown Atlanta is really kind of a different environment than, um, than our cost model allows us to be effective in for the, for the property management company and the tenants there. Okay. So Paul, um, you have, you've got a vast wealth of experience in as both an entrepreneur and working for some of the largest corporate, um, 
structured companies that there are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to make any assumptions about what you prefer, but uh, talk to me about those differences and, and you know, what you prefer and, and, and why you prefer it. Yeah. You know, um, the good Lord made us all different. Right. And so I'm thankful that some people like to be in small environments. Some people like to be in large environments. Um, I had a little bit of a unique experience going from corporate to entrepreneurial back to corporate and then back to entrepreneurial. And, uh, I much prefer the entrepreneurial environment. You know, I feel like there's, you know, kind of a, uh, direct, I see everybody nodding their heads. The thing that I've realized, two things that I, I realized I missed being in the corporate environment after being in an entrepreneurial environment for so long is the direct cause and effect of you seeing what you were able to accomplish to move the business forward that day. Um, I missed that in a you know multi-hundred million dollar multinational corporation. You know, a million dollar deal was a rounding error for them. You know, here, a million dollar deal, we're closing up shop early and everybody's going out to celebrate because that's huge. Uh, um, And then I think the other thing that uh, maybe it was more implied or perceived on my part, but I realized that um, I'd be willing to trade a lot of things to be in control of my time. And I missed that being in a corporate environment. And so I'm glad to be back in a place where you know, you, you work as much as you have to and need to and want to, but you're still largely in control of your time. And as you get older, that becomes worth a lot of money to you. You'd be willing to give up a lot of stuff to be in control of your time, I think. And so I missed that. And I'm glad to be back in a situation where um, I have that back in my control. So there, we have a lot of entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs listening and now both now and in the future for recordings. And that's mm-hmm. really um, a really good message to them. And that's something that they may not even uh, think about going in and deciding that they want to do something like a, a, a found a small business. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Thank you for that, Paul. My pleasure. Um, this is one of my favorite questions. Uh, um, what is an aspect of your business that, people don't tend to think about that, but that you wish people would ask you about. So uh, our cover letter to our clients, when we deliver proposals to them, uh, the first, uh, the first sentence is that the centers, now this is pre COVID of course, but the centers for disease control says that U S corporations lose a combined $200 billion a year due to workplace absenteeism. And so, and um, a, a lot of that is that uh, people are going to work in dirty buildings and they're getting sick because of it. Yeah. And so the one question I wish our clients would ask is how can your service help make me money? Because they look at us as, you know, sort of a necessary evil. You got to have the trash emptied every night, but we really believe when we do our job and we create a clean, healthy and productive environment for our clients, that we put, you know, a portion of that $200 billion back in their pockets because their employees are coming to work in a clean building every day. So that's, that's the one thing I wish, you know, we could sort of flip that paradigm for our clients is not to look at us necessarily as a cost center, but we really believe that we can be a profit center for them when we do what we're supposed to. Those kinds of savings, um, 
you know, even though they're soft costs, they're real. Those, those are real bottom line things that go to, to profit. I, you know, as part of your value proposition of what you guys do, uh, I would be touting that with bullhorns if I could. Um, all right. So let's, let's wrap up, Paul, uh, tell the audience how to get in touch with you. How do we find you? Yeah, you can uh, check out our website at uh, www.anagoatl.com. That's A-N-A-G-O-A-T-L.com. You can reach us also uh, at 770-612-1750. Paul, thanks for being here with us this morning. We really appreciate you. Always great to be with you. Thanks, Rick. Yeah. All right. Let's pivot to our our, – Last but not least, uh, guest Lee Jameson of Jameson Advising. Good morning, Lee. Good morning, Rick. Thanks for having me on today. Yeah, how are you? Doing well. Doing well. So my standard question, right? Uh, tell us who you are and, and what do you do, Lee? Yeah, yeah. So uh, my name is Lee Jameson. I'm a CPA. I've been a CPA for about uh, 10 years now. And um recently launched my own firm, uh, Jamison Advising. And so what we do is we uh, help small to medium-sized business owners uh, really reduce their tax liability, um, help them outsource their accounting so they can often save money in that area. And then um, you know, also provide just business advisory services so they can understand their financials, how it's working, how to increase profitability. Um, and so that's, that's really the three main core things that we do. So is it both businesses and individuals? Is that that what you said? Yeah, I do. I do do individual taxes, but um, obviously, because when you have business owners, like they're, they're not only going to have to do their business taxes, but they'll do the individual taxes as well. Um, Kind of our sweet spots more for those, those business owners, though, just because there's more value that we can bring. um, Whereas on the individual tax side of things, usually it's just, you know, inputting numbers into a system and, and, and generating a tax return and it, it's just real really data input it put there so is there any one or uh, two types of businesses that you uh, specialize in vertical industries i should say yeah so my practice is fairly new um i've been doing this full-time for uh, almost six months now but um typically service-based businesses i work really well with and that's that's uh who i um that's a lot of the companies that i've been picking up lately um, so anyone from, you know, electricians to, um, you know, chiropractors, um, any type of construction business is, is a great business. Um, usually those people, they're, they're great at what they do, right? Like I'm onboarding an electrician uh, this week. And so like he's a, he's an unbelievable electrician, really knows what he's doing, but he's just never run a business before. And so the accounting side of things, the tax side of things they just really need a lot of advice in those areas and I can come in and, and just bring a lot of value I found. And correct me if I'm wrong, but you provide bookkeeping services as well. Is that correct? Correct. Yep. So really the, the, the tax bookkeeping and kind of business advisory. Gotcha. gotcha. And how are you finding your clients? What's your, uh, what's, I know lots of, probably lots of different ways, but what's your best and what's your favorite way that you're finding clients? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really networking is the best. I, I, I just, I, I love to network and meet a ton of people. Um, just tell them what I'm doing for folks. Cause I've found that there's a, there's a huge demand out there for, um, for small business owners in this area. Cause they really do need a lot of help. 
and honestly, there's there's not a ton of of folks out there that that kind of do what I do. Um, at least that are that are that are my age. I'm in my uh, young 30s, uh, early 30s. So um, a lot of the CPAs and accountants my age are are kind of working for you know, large public accounting firms or kind of on the corporate side of things. And they're, uh, a lot of accountants aren't very entrepreneurial and, and don't have the ambitions to have, kind of own their own business, if you will. Um, so there's not, not many of me running around town. So you've been in it long enough that you've got some, um, you know, some spilled milk under the bridge, so to speak, uh, as we like to say, but, uh, do you uh what do you like best about being a small business owner compared to what you were doing before? Has there been any surprises for you that are pleasant surprises, I should say? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the thing I enjoy most is working with working with these small business owners. It's just something that they're so passionate about, passionate about because they enjoy what they do, they want to grow their business, they want to provide value to their customers. And uh, I'm, I'm the same way. Like I want to grow my business. I want to provide uh, an unbelievable value to my customers. And so um, I think there's just that common bond of, of, Hey, we're both, we're both kind of entrepreneurial in a sense. And how can we help each other out? How can we have a mutual, mutually beneficial relationship um, is, is really what I enjoy most. Have you, um, what what ways, if any, has uh, the the COVID situation caused you to to pivot, and how are you dealing with that? Yeah, so I actually lost. So I uh, I had I've, ha- I've had this business plan for probably about eight to ten months now, and, and had kind of had it in the in the background in the works. Um, and so my official last day at my corporate job was um, uh, March thirteenth, and that is the the Friday where like literally everything shut down the next week. So it was very interesting. Um, I, I, I remember sitting, uh, sitting there with my boss on my last day and he was like, Hey, you know, you, you sure you don't want to just hang on here for like two or three more months. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, while it was a little bit scary, you know, I, I'm just a firm believer. Like it, it would have just been a short term, short term gain for a long term loss. Right. So um this time has allowed me to just, you know, focus on things that, that are required to build my business. And, and like I had, I had expected that, Hey, you know, my income, um, my revenue was going to be low for, you know, a couple months, you know, it's, it's kind of a slow, slow gain in my business. Um, but I, I, I'm so blessed. I feel like that I have, I've, I've done very well in this time. Um, so I'm very blessed with that. Now the COVID situation, it's it's affected a lot of a lot of the businesses that I work with. Um, so I was nervous, you know, right off the bat that when when all this stuff was happening, I was like, oh my goodness, you know, maybe a couple of my clients are gonna are gonna leave me um, because they may they you know they may think they they can't afford me or something like that. Um, and I, I remember a couple of clients just telling me, hey, you know, like I need you more than ever right now, and that really that really validated um, for me just what I'm doing for these folks and how much they value me and the value that I bring to them. So um, that's been kind of the, one of the interesting situations in all this. Um, but they've had a lot of questions to answer as well. Um, a lot of the PPP loans and EDL loans and helping them guide them through that process. I've kind of done that, you know, 
pro bono for most clients, uh, just because, you know, they, they, they need me for these things. So, um, that's been interesting learning that all, all that information. Um, but, uh, but, but I, I like I said, I, I feel truly blessed how, how, how I have done in these first few months. And you've got uh, ongoing continuing ed requirements for your licensing as well, correct? Correct. And then on top of all that, you've had to drink from the PPP and the EIDL fire hose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah CPAs actually have to do about 40 hours of, of CPE a, uh, a year. So it's, um, if, you, if you put it all, all to, the, to the last minute, it can get overwhelming. Yeah. And, and what's it been like to get the, the PPA, PPP stuff, for instance? Well, I mean, my experience with that is that every other day they were changing their guidelines, it seemed like. Yeah, they have been. The unfortunate thing is, you know, they, they kind of changed a lot of these rules here in the last few weeks. And, you know, the initial period was that eight-week period where, you know, people had to spend the uh, – businesses had to spend the funds on certain things in that first eight weeks. And then they changed it to – you know, change the rules from, hey, it had to be 75% payroll to 60% payroll. And now you don't have eight weeks, but you have 24 weeks. So it's like, but when they instituted those changes, a lot of companies had already gone through that eight-week cycle. Um, so it's like, you know, it, it, it's, it's kind of interesting. I mean, especially for, you know, businesses like a, a restaurant or things like that, they may have got those PPV funds and they just, they, they just, you know, gave the money to their their um, employees and they, they just weren't really doing anything. So, you know, it, it's kind of an interesting program from that sense that, um, that some of these businesses that got the money, they probably just paid it out and then they may still be in really rough shape afterwards and just have to make those decisions after the eight week, eight week period. Right. Now um, in talking to you, you've, you've mentioned uh, two different kinds of things associated with tax. You've mentioned tax preparation and tax planning. What's, what are the differences there and, and, and why are the differences important? Yeah. Yeah. Good question. So um, I think when most people think of their CPA, they think of like, Oh yeah, I've got a CPA. They prepare my taxes every year. Um, And so that's like, that's what I found the typical CPA relationship is they, um, you know, we'll sit down with them once a year when they prepare their taxes and they may answer a few questions for them, but there's not really any ongoing support, if you will. Um, so typically the relationship I have with clients is it's just more of a consultative approach where, you know, I'll handle their, I'll handle their accounting, all their tax planning and things like that. And so when I do that, when I know all the ins and outs of their business, I'm just able to provide much better advice, especially from a tax planning standpoint, um, a business advisory standpoint. We'll typically meet on a quarterly basis um, and, and, and go over all these things. So um, usually tax planning is not included in like a typical ta- tax prep service, if you will. And so what I've, I sit down with a lot of business owners at, at, at the beginning, I'm like, Hey, you know, I found a, a couple of really cool strategies that could potentially save you, you know, a few thousand dollars in, in, in taxes. And they're like, you know, I've never had this conversation before just because I've, I've just been sitting down with my seat. Like I just have someone that prepares my taxes every year. Yeah. And um, so while, while it's great um, that they had someone prepare their taxes, sometimes um, they, they, they may pay me a significant amount of money more 
But between tax savings and hopefully getting their business a little more profitable, I can typically, um, and this isn't always the case, but I can typically almost pay for myself. Right. Um, so it's kind of like a, a great win-win situation where, hey, now they've got kind of a, a full-time CPA that they're meeting with quarterly, that they're being proactive on their taxes. Um, and, and like I'm able to pay for myself. So they're getting all these, all these other services like bookkeeping and business advisory services basically for free. Um, so that's, that's like, that's, that's an awesome situation when that happens. Lee, um, and this is not about me, but I, this is going to be for you. Uh, I had a client tell me that, uh, I'm going to get this quote wrong, but it's something like this. Uh, it is the one thing I spend, uh, that, that I spend money on that makes me money. So with respect to tax planning, you're welcome to use that, uh, that tagline. No, no. Uh, yeah, for sure. I'm thinking I mean, about it, incorporating that into my marketing materials as well. Yeah. I mean, the thing with tax planning is typically I'll, I'll sit down. Like I had this conversation the other day. Um, I, I showed them, I was like, you know, Hey, if we were working together back in 2018, I, I probably could have saved you like, you know, 10 grand in taxes. But like now that like you can't when when it's four months after the year and you're preparing your taxes, usually it's very difficult to come up with situations where you can really plan and to save money on taxes. So that's why you've got to be really proactive with it. We're uh, getting a little bit of digital garble from you there, Lee. Um, but it looks like it's cleared up, but. Now let's just let's just power through it. Okay. Um, my favorite question: what, What's an aspect of your business that people don't tend to think about, but that you wish people would ask you about? Yeah, I think it goes back to what I was talking about earlier. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of clients will just be like, "Hey, how much how much is this going to cost?" And then a lot of times that's that's not the right you know question to ask. It's like, "Hey, how much value can I bring?" Right. Um, so between so. Yeah, a lot of times what I cost is significant is is much more than what they may have paid for like just tax preparation services or something in the past. But what I found is um, the confidence that these business owners have after working with me for a few months, um, they're they are they they're glad to pay that 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 higher price just for a premium a more premium service. Um, so that's what I, that's what that, that that's the question I would love folks to ask me more like hey how, how you know what what can you do for me like what, what what kind of value can you bring to my business right what's the value? I really position myself as like hey I'm I'm on your team right um I I, I really want to help help you bus- help you and your business grow well isn't that also something um don't you have a a service line you call um outsourced CFO or fractional CFO don't you do that as well Correct and that's that business advisory service that that I was kind of talking about earlier um so sometimes that is meeting usually it's meeting on a quarterly basis but it can be meeting on a monthly basis if the clients if the clients want that um yeah so let's let's wrap up, Lee. Tell the audience how to get in touch with and find you. Yeah, so my website is uh, jamisonadvising.com. Uh, you can find me there. You can get in contact with me there. If you want to call or text me, number 770 
So that broke up a little bit on the, the digital garble. I'm going to repeat that. 770-858-5536 for Lee. And email is lee at jamesonadvising.com, L-E-E at jamesons, J-A-M-I-S-O-N, advising.com. Thank you so much, Lee. Correct. Appreciate it, Rick. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's a wrap folks. Um, I'm, I'm Rick Higgins and, uh, for my guests, Allison Jones, uh, Lavino Jones, medical interiors, Paul masters of Anago cleaning systems of Atlanta and Lee Jameson of Jameson advising. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, join us next time, uh, on it help Atlanta. <laughs>